Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast is E-Life. Today, we are here on episode 105, WandaVision Eve. That's right, we're going to jump right into it, ladies and gentlemen. WandaVision, the season finale, is tomorrow. Depending on what time you actually listen to the podcast episode today, it is Thursday, March 4th. Is it March 4th? Jesus Christ, we're already in the beginning of March. And yes, today is WandaVision Eve. It's very interesting that we came up to this point where it's like we don't want it to end, but we know full well that it has to come full circle. What goes around comes around, or whatever the old saying goes. Basically, to put it in perspective, we have been looking forward to it, and now it is going on. WandaVision is probably one of the best shows that I've ever seen, that we've ever seen probably for a while, and it is fucking awesome. But today on the episode of the podcast, I wanted to probably get a, another perspective on this. Over time, almost every week, I always give my own perspective on what I think, on how I feel, and so on and so forth. But, you know, it's like with my with the episode with Tom Aglio a couple weeks ago, I wanted more. I, I wanted a chance for someone else to speak on it, to, to speak their perspective, to see maybe they can say something that I, in a way, have missed or that I have not thought about yet. And today, we have that for you. Ladies and gentlemen, today on the podcast, we've recorded and have Mr. Kev, Kevin Michaels, another voiceover actor. He is a guy that has been supporting the podcast for quite a while, and... We hit it off very well. We hit it off well. We were articulate. We were jumping around a lot on certain, you know, topics. And I think that's something that I got to work on where I have to focus on one individual topic at a time because we did a lot of jumping around today. But nevertheless, we had fun talking about it. And shout out to you, Kev. If you come back, you are more than welcome to come back. And maybe we can talk more about the Justice League Snyder Cut that will be happening in a couple of weeks. So with that being said, let me not further anything down the road. Ladies and gentlemen, my podcast episode with Kev Michaels. Enjoy. We have a guest. We have a guest. He is a voice actor, good dude. He's been following the podcast for a while, really passionate in terms of comic book, uh, movies, shows, whichever, like me. Ladies and gentlemen, K. Michaels, also known as Kev Michaels, also known as The Guy. What's up, man? How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? And like you said, yes, it has been eight or nine weeks. And as you mentioned, the, the black and white episodes, people thought they weren't that great. I was hooked from you know, minute two, man. It was awesome. 
that was probably the best episode that really made me laugh because of the take out the papers and the trash bit. Exactly. Like, oh, the whole this, throwback. This, this, is, this is gold. This is gold right here. Oh, and it was a perfect throwback to like Dick Van Dyke and all those other shows. So it was, it was, it was a perfect recreation of that feel. You know, last week I spoke about Dick Van Dyke and do, do you remember Mary Poppins? Of course yes. you do. Oh my God. Like probably the best, um, one of the best films that features him on the fact with his singing and dancing and up in the smoke. And it's like, oh shit. Nostalgia, oh. nostalgia, 100%. I know. I know. Have you seen the uh, Mary Poppins Returns? I have. And I did not like it. Did not. But again, his little cameo at the end was fantastic. Really? I thought the opposite. I, I felt like if he was going to make a cameo, I thought he would come back as himself as that character instead of a different character. You know what I mean? Like I, that's, that's, that's what I personally thought. I do know what you mean. And, and yeah, it would have been nice to have him as his original character. But I thought as a cameo for the guy's age, he did a fantastic job. That is true. That is true. But anyway, yes, tomorrow. WandaVision. WandaVision. Jesus Christ. Okay. Right now, it is a preview episode. And hopefully, after the season finale, we can come back and talk more about it. But I would love what, to. What are your thoughts in terms of what the season finale is going to be? Because I'm going to share mine right after you. Wow. Um, it, it's a big one. I've, I've, been, I've been thinking about this the entire time because mm-hmm. they're, of course, Marvel saying a, a big reveal. We all thought Evan Peters, you know, the, in my opinion, the, the awesome Quicksilver was the big reveal. It still could be. But if they're going to reveal anybody else, a lot of people are going with Doctor Strange, the obvious. Um, I have mm-hmm. three that I think that it may be or that it could be. All right, First one is three. Loki. Okay. This could lead into Loki's TV series, um, how he's going to be a time enforcement, working with time enforcement cops. Mm-hmm. Um, hopping between multiverses, mm-hmm. and and the Evan Peters that he pulled that we saw was the only Quicksilver he ran into in a in a multiverse. Hence, we're now introducing the mutants, the X Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, Interesting. Okay. The second one I would love to be. It's a far stretch. Will be Clint Barton, Hawkeye. He's mm. always had that connection with Wanda ever since Age of Ultron. Okay. He was right. there for her, you know, hey, we're, we're in this battle together. I don't know what I'm doing here. I have a bow against all these robots. So if you're going to do something, get out there. If you're not, great. Just, you know, pick a side, do something. He was there for her in Civil War. He went back to help recruit her to fight alongside Captain America. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it it could be Clint. If, if Wanda's in trouble, Clint heard about it, and he's there to help her. He feels kind of responsible ever since, you know, um, her brother saved his life. That makes sense. Okay, and who's your and third? The third one would be a great introduction would be Deadpool. He comes in at the last minute towards the end, does a Deadpool quip about now being in the MCU. <laughs> Again, that would, a, that would be funny. A great introduction and something completely out in left field that people really aren't thinking. They're thinking of their current, you know, the Doctor Strange, this and the other. But if you pull in somebody unknown, somebody completely out in left field, um, mm-hmm. it could work. 
Hmm. Uh, I want to try to be a devil's advocate to your choices, you know, okay. if, if that's all right. Um, sure. Let's see. So you have Loki, Clint Barton, and Deadpool. I would say one out of those three would work best, and that would be Clint Barton. Um, yes. I would say maybe Hawkeye as a mentor figure, maybe not using his bow, because what is a bow going to do against a... 400 500 year old witch like agatha harkness no i i i agree with that he's gonna be more of a mentor versus saving the day absolutely like someone that can come in and like maybe talk to her talk talk to her gets her head on straight to have her kick ass Mm -hmm. um i remember we spoke on twitter about this about loki and I don't know. It's it's a little highly unlikely because one, they've already marketed the the shit out of him. We already have a season date. Season date. We already have a release date for him to True. come out uh, June 11th, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on that, but I'm sure it's in June. It is in June. Yes, it's June soon. 11th. It is soon. So Loki already has his thing going on, and. I don't really see the connection between him and WandaVision. Maybe him with another character, that's one thing. But Loki is, I feel like Loki is a stretch because we're already getting him. Deadpool, I could see it, but maybe Wade Wilson. Right. Like maybe Wade Wilson, where, mm, do you remember... Um, I forgot uh, Michael uh, Pena's character. Oh, uh, 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 Luis. Yes, uh, where he basically gives like an introduction—not an introduction, the, but his whole spiel. Like, yes, his recap, like like a yes. recap of everything. So I'm thinking maybe if Wade Wilson was to do that, it would probably be something similar. But obviously, he's talking to us. Although, okay, it's it's, it's interesting because we know Wanda and Quicksilver. Pietro are mutants so one connection that would tie them over would be Deadpool himself but for Wade Wilson to be on the last episode you would think that don't you think that that would create a lot of tension not wouldn't say tension but it would make the focus now about him as opposed to the show you know what I mean yes yes I do but I do like the Clint Barton one and I think it would be pretty cool. Not to mention, it could set up for his show, Hawkeye, with him exactly and Kate, with him and Kate Bishop. I'm excited to see that show. I really am. Hawkeye. Um, it's it's a it's an underdog show. I'm kind of interested to see where they go with it, what they do with the character. You know, I've well, I've always liked his character. As even I'm even growing up, um, he wasn't my favorite character, but I'm like, ah, Hawkeye's kind of cool, man. Bow and arrow running around. He was my favorite Avenger from day one. Out of all Avengers, he was my favorite from day one. There's something about a character using a bow and arrow that's just such badass. And that, he has, the, fact, you know, the fact that he was the heart and soul of Age of Ultron, like, come on. Yes. He was the heart and soul of Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was He was definitely the, the grounded one, the one that you wanted his redemption from the first movie, the Avengers of just walking around, as he said. In, in a day's been there, done that. Uh, d- did you look at the uh, stilled image before? Um, I think this was right after. And this is another thing that, I, that I'm kind of hating about Twitter now. When an episode finishes and then people automatically post spoilers and thumbnails. 
Oh, I, I try to avoid um, anything like that until after I've seen the episode. And I know it's very hard in this day and age. It really is because our work as voice actors, we have to like be in touch not only with social media, but with everything else, especially with so much of the shit that goes on in the world. So, you know, in terms of new uh, new trailers or new work to find or anything else, or if we just want to get in touch with our friends. And yet for some odd reason, people cannot stop spoiling shit. And I feel like if it's after a day or two, I get that. But what, 20, 30 minutes after it's done? I know. At least know. give a at least give a weekend, a day or something. That's I, why I, I, that's why when I post my podcast episodes, I only post images. That's it. That's awesome. That's it. But Jesus Christ, tomorrow, uh, I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen. Okay. I, I, would, I would love to get your take on this. For one thing, it's going to be an epic finale. We know this already. And they're going to have to try to, well, they're going to have to try to cram in so much in one setting. I know. I think they're going to push Wanda to kill Pietro and Vision again. And what I mean by that is we already know that Pietro is now being controlled by Agatha Harkness, which means there's going to be a predicament where either she or Photon, Monica Rambo, is going to have to either beat Pietro or kill him in order to basically just end whatever war that has to be in. You know what I mean? It's like it's like you ever seen those movies or those shows where you're facing off against a villain and the villain uses your uh significant not significant other but a family member as their puppet and you have oh, to get exactly. through exactly yeah yeah and you have it's a common trope whenever it comes to like antagonist versus protagonist right. so you would have to get through him or her in order to get to the main boss fight okay so I feel like that's going to happen. Like there's going to be some kind of fight that relates to that. Not to mention, and for, before I continue on, how broken is Wanda? Like she is OP dead broken. She, yeah, she is. She definitely, they definitely have her broken big time in the series to where One, she doesn't know what is real. She just knows what she wants. Well, that, and when I, when I say broken, like, there, there are two, well, there's mentally broken, there's one, but there's two. I mean, she's so OP, very overpowered. I saw this clip literally yesterday from Fact Fiend, and he talked about Scarlet Witch and how she's probably the most powerful MCU character ever. Yes. Ever. Like, how broken is that? <laughs> well, well, I mean, if you look back to um, Endgame, she basically had Thanos and ripping him apart and, until he rained fire. That is true. You know, she, she was going to town on him with what appeared to be ease. And I don't know why, but it still bothers me that Brie Larson was like, oh, Captain Marvel would have beaten him. Oh, Captain Marvel would have beaten him. I'm like, and he, I, he punched the shit out of you. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> Exactly. You know, he you know, he did have one of the infinity stones in his hand when he punched the shit out of her. True. Um, but as you know, I'm I, I'm looking forward to see where they take her character as well. Captain Marvel? Yes. Not my favorite MCU movie, not my least favorite MCU movie. It's just there's something 
about it, whether it's her performance as Captain Marvel or, or what, I, I don't know. You know what? Let, let me finish on the WandaVision take and then yes. we can take them on. We can take on Captain Marvel because I've been pounding, pounding on the idea of Captain Marvel for a while now. And a lot of people seem to think that I hate her because of the Mary Sue and, you know, everything else. But maybe I need another perspective in order to have closure. But let's get back to WandaVision okay. real quick. So tomorrow is the season finale and what i believe is going to happen is wanda is going to be pushed to the point where she may have to either sacrifice her entire family in order to beat agatha or in some way like because remember white vision is coming too correct now i was going to bring him up after after i finished your take to ask to ask your thoughts on the white vision If Agatha Harkness gets beaten by Wanda and her family, the fake Vision and her kids, and White Vision comes to, you know, comes to quote unquote save the day since Wanda is now viewed to the public as the villain, do you think there's a chance that White Vision could literally kill off her entire family in order to bring things back to normal? Ooh. That would... that that's where I'm. That's where I think I'm going with this. Like, uh, if I confused anybody that's listening to this, I think Wanda and her family will beat Agatha. White Vision comes in, he kills off her entire family, which would be the most tragic ending we would ever have in our life. Because as viewers, and we follow the protagonist from the beginning all the way till now. We see her unfold. We see her happiness. We see on how she goes through the phases, whether it's in the forms of the sitcoms, we see her literally living her life and she's happy. And as soon as that threat happens, we're in the tale of the tragic hero, that happiness is taken away. And I feel like white vision might be the person, might be the thing that can do that. Because let's face it, the hex needs to go away. And the people that are on puppets right now, they need to be free. So there's a chance that White Vision could do that. What do you think? It's interesting thought. I wasn't, you know, whether they would bring him in as the ultimate good guy, bad guy, like you said, defeating her family, caught, you know, breaking the hex, all of that, but then devastating Wanda completely. Um, is her story set to be just tragic throughout the MCU? I hope not. I love the character. Love the character. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if if White Vision destroys Wanda's family and is now seen as the quote-unquote hero who saved the day from Wanda, what will that do to the series going forward? What will that do with um, – will, will White Vision be taking Vision's place, flopping back and forth between good and evil? Because we still have the um, director – who who is rebuilding vision we mm-hmm. still have we don't know what what his motive is right i think his motive in my opinion i think his motive is just a control that's number one that that's of course. common thing for government representatives or whatever control is number one number two like wanda is essentially taking people hostage so again the hex needs to be broken it's going to I believe this season finale is going to it's going to cause a lot of tears 
It really is. It, it's one of those moments where we don't want it to end. Right. But where we go from here, we do know Doctor Strange 2 will be coming. And Wanda is an essential character to that. Now, will she be Doctor Strange's student, his ally, or his enemy? And that's going to be very interesting to look forward to when the season ends tomorrow. Right, because the Doctor Strange's subtitle is the Multiverse of Madness, correct? Absolutely. So this could be to where your theory, if White Vision comes in, destroys Wanda's family, drive her into complete madness, that then could set up Doctor Strange to come in at the very minute, pull her away to help get her straight. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, we could come up with a bunch of theories. And oh, maybe... there's the oh, theories my... are endless of who it could Oof. be, how it can end. And and one thing that Marvel, the MCU, has done and Kevin Feige has done since the beginning is, is weave a fantastic story. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it, it's some of the better storytelling um, in cinema for chapters in a story like this, you know, a, a story this big. Hmm. It's it's kind of heartbreaking thinking that it's finally going to end. It's it's one of those moments where you don't want it to, but you know, it's it, what is that old saying? All the good things must come to an end. Yes. I, I th- this is a, a classic example. Although I will say this, and maybe I'm I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here, but I'm being realistic. When people are saying that, oh, this is the best MCU show or best Marvel show we've ever had. Eh, top five i would say i mean it's not the best they're all good they're all good but they know how to how to tell a good story the only thing that that i would have loved to have this done is have it all released on one day like netflix does it really i'm against that well why why do you why do you want it to be all in one day i would have because between when it was released and now i probably would have watched it a couple times through Mm. versus have you know again having the suspense the waiting the week for you know for it to come out um my wife is even asking she's like you know is wandavision out yet which <laughs> is something that's incredible that 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 she's invested so much into it as well but would you say that's ultimate reason for it to even release on a weekly basis as opposed to everything in one setting because like you just said the anticipation grows they both have their pros and cons you know, oh, yes, it, absolutely. Yes, it, it, it grows. But then once I'm done with an episode, I'm like, oh, I have to wait a week for the for the last one. You know, I really <laughs> want to watch it now and see what goes on. <laughs> you know, a show that that grabs you like that and makes you want to watch the next episode right? versus a show to where you're confused. You're like, I guess I have to watch the next one to find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a it's a confusion have to watch it versus oh my god i really want to watch it okay well the fact that we've been starving for movie content for a year because of the pandemic and all that bullshit i think this was a perfect setting in my opinion i feel like this was a perfect setting because like i said we're gravitating towards it a lot more yes it helps disney plus because their ratings are up it helps the show because we can't stop talking about it for nine weeks, and we're probably going to still be talking about it for a while, a little bit longer, until Doctor Strange 2 happens. Well, if, if you look at it, I, I, I'm i just looking at their timetables for when they're releasing their shows. 
Yeah. When one show ends, the other one kind of picks up a week or two later. Because you mean you, you, you mean you've got the, WandaVision ending? You've uh-huh. got Falcon Winter Soldier picking up. Yes. That's going to end. Loki's going to pick up. Mm-hmm. And then after that, probably possibly, Hawkeye or Miss Marvel, depending on when. Ah, gonna- true. We also have What If coming out. There is what there's more of an animated show, but I'm yes. still interested to see, you know, what decisions they make with that. Exactly. What what stories they decide to tell, how they're swapping up characters, everything. Mm-hmm. Well, as I said, WandaVision coming tomorrow night. Well, tomorrow night, Jesus. Wanna, see, I'm I'm still thinking about the movie, <laughs> the movie <laughs> trope. Tomorrow, whether it's midnight or whenever it's available, I can't wait. I'm going to be so busy tomorrow, too, in the afternoon, so I know full well that I have to see it early in the morning right after I finish work. So I'll be watching in the evening, so hopefully no spoilers until evening. I sit down with my wife to finish it up. Stay, just stay away from Twitter. Just uh, stay away I, from it. It'll probably be social media blackout for me on Friday. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, you brought up Captain Marvel, and I feel like I'm beating up a dead horse to a bloody pulp here. Now, I'm going to give my take on this, and I really want another perspective. Whether you're playing devil's advocate or not, maybe you agree with me or not, that's fine. That's why we're here. We're having a civilized conversation. Of course. And I hated Captain Marvel. My girlfriend loved it. I hated it. I don't hate the character. I hate the screenplay. It felt like Marvel Phase 1. That's what it felt like to me. It felt like the directors and the showrunners, the writers, looked at the Avengers movie one time and basically made their script based on memory. It bothers me that we've come to a point where that that movie, I'm a UFC fan. I'm, I'm an MMA fan. So I, I take a lot of references here and there. Remember Black Panther? It was the co-main event to Avengers Infinity War. And it shattered box records office. Yeah, it was a little overplayed, you know, with the culture and everything else. But it was such a great movie. Oh, of course. And then Captain Marvel. It's supposed to be the, the one thing that can gravitate you towards Endgame. And then it just failed big time. Now, I know I'm I'm being too generic here, but... Why did I didn't why did I not like it? Well, I still don't get what she has to learn from at the end of the movie. She was a strong character from the first movie, a strong character towards the ending of the film. What flaws does she have that can make me as a person resonate towards her? Because in the trailers leading up to it, it was all about falling and getting back up and they would play those montages and those trailers every night every time falling and getting back up but she never fell in in a um figurative way of speaking she never really fell yeah she had the amnesia thing she had the whole you know she's trying to find out who she is um don't judge a book by its cover things are not always what they seem you know things like that but what she suffers in my opinion is the superman complex she's too perfect 
and I listen to a lot of Mauler's videos. You you know you know the the YouTube channel Mauler. I have not heard of it. No. He by far is he's very analytical when it comes to movies. He hated Black Panther. I liked it. Um, if you if you go on a little plug in by the way, if you go on his YouTube channel, that's M A U L E R Mauler, and he talked about the Game of Thrones episodes, and he goes into thorough thorough detail, and he called Captain Marvel a plank of wood. Now I'm from the army. I'm a veteran of the of the National Guard. So I can understand when people should not have emotions whenever it comes to doing when when things need to get done. I feel like they overplayed that a little bit in the movie. I agree. Her 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 delivery, her role felt flat, just felt there, you know, what there's like no emotion. You know, did she need emotion for this one? I don't know. You know, um, I, I kind of agree with your assessment to where they went back to like phase one. I was thinking my one of my least favorite sequels was Iron Man 2. Yes. It was following Iron Man. It just kind of fell flat. It felt so, something felt off about it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of where I put Captain Marvel is around an Iron Man 2 kind of like. We have some cool stuff to show you, to tell you, but we're not sure how. I agree. Now, you said that you enjoyed a lot of aspects about it. Uh, oh, before you continue on, let me say, um, Nick Fury getting scratched by the cat, I hated that scene. That was probably the worst scene out of all of them. It was it was definitely a I, hey, let's I, show you how you take oh, it. Oh, I hated it so badly. I, I you know, it's Nick Fury. I really don't care how we got the eye patch. I do, because if you remember from uh Captain America the Winter Soldier, he gave off one of the baddest lines. First of all, The Winter Soldier is one of the best movies now, oh, probably top ten by of far. the MCU. And he said a line where he said, last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. Right. And towards the ending of the movie where he's going to one of the Hydra guys and he's like, you need to keep both eyes open. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, you got that from a cat. A cat scratched you. An alien cat, but a cat nonetheless. Yeah. And I'm like, which means this is what I mean when when I spoke about the writers and, and the showrunners, I honestly feel like they have not done their research in creating a good script like this. And I get it. Some people want to call me a hater. They think that I hate, you know, powerful women. This has nothing to do with powerful women because I loved Underworld, except the last one. I loved Resident Evil, except the last one. I loved Kill Bill. I loved Alien and Aliens. And what do they all have in common? powerful female protagonists why because we resonate with them we connect to them we sympathize with them they're heavily flawed but that's why we love them so much i can't say the same thing for this for captain marvel i i can't that's that's just my take no no i mean even when she came in in endgame i was like yeah that's it <laughs> you know for for somebody who's supposed to be such a badass that was that was all, all they, all, all she did, you know. Um, again, looking forward to see where they go with the second one. 
if I'll if I'll even follow that character anymore, I don't know. I think they said they have a different uh, they have a new director. Um, I forgot okay. her name. I forgot her name, but she's an African American female, so she has some credibility. Um, I feel like you know what, if it's different from what we got the first one, then I'll look forward to it. Yes, if it's different. Hope hopefully it's not a Wonder Woman two. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, now we gotta talk about that. Now <laughs> we got we I you, didn't want to open that can of worms. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I'm sorry, give me a minute. <laughs> okay. So why <laughs> What was the problem with Wonder Woman 2? Because I gave my take on it and oh, I saw the flaw. Oh, there are so many flaws. Oh my flaws. god, so many, so many flaws. She wants to be hidden, telling people to sh as she's like in the middle of a mall for one, you know, fighting bad guys, taking out the cameras. She's like, shh, don't tell me I'm I'm secret. Um, where the whole invisible jet ride, um, it just I didn't care about, you know, Kristen Wiggs character, Cheetah did not care about her character at all. Um, is, is that I, is that not one of the worst CGI effects that you have ever seen? It, 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 it was it felt like very Catwoman bad. I oh that well you know what no I agree it it, 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 it was it, it reminded like, me so much of of the Catwoman movie with Holly Berry it's like oh my god we we're better than this. You know does Wonder Woman not have any better um, enemies? Hmm. No, that's a good one because a lot of the animated movies that we see on HBO Max or a lot of the comics that we read, most of the enemies that she had are godlike. Right. You know, Ares and did she fight off Hercules? I don't remember. But, you know, uh, uh, well, whether she did or she didn't, they're mythological beings. Right. And then you got Kristen Wiig, which is the common trope in this neglected smart woman or guy or whoever. I mean, it do you remember Michelle Pfeiffer from Batman Returns yes. 1992? Yes. Well, there's that. Then we got Jim Carrey from Jim Batman Carrey, Forever. Yep. Edward then we Nigma. got Edward Nigma. Then we got from the Amazing Spider-Man 2, what's his what's his face? Electro. Uh, uh, Jamie uh, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Yep. It, it's such an easy common trope to put a character like that in and then we watch the progression in the movie. Hey, which is Kristen Wiig? She hasn't worn heels and now she can wear heels. Oh, and she can jump on a chair and stand and balance. Uh, yeah, it's, I'm not a big fan of that trope. Like you said, it's, it's just overdone and it's done badly. You know what the sad thing is? I still enjoyed it. It's weird because I know I know there are so many flaws to that movie and I can pinpoint every one of them like you, like everybody else. And yet I think I just turned my brain off. I'm like, you know what? There is some enjoyment to be made because I enjoy Pedro Pascal, whether yes. he's cartoony or whatever, it doesn't matter. I enjoyed Pedro Pascal. I the whole thing with Steve Trevor. Gee, where 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 can I start with that? I, oh my god! You goodness. know, I I was. That's one of my big things. It's like what, how 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 what where and why, you know, just to bring him back. 
if so, she br- if she brought him back, if she brought him back because she wished it, right? Fine, I get that. But why come back in a random dude's body? Exactly. What? How? How did that play in her wish? Mm-hmm. You know, was his body just too old, so they brought back his spirit, his soul, his you know essence? In a random guy that didn't even have credits at the end of and, the film. Exactly. He did and, not and, have credits at the end of the film. I know. And, and dumping some random dude's body, which is, you know, I've a lot, a lot of big conversations and topics can go on that during their, you know, intimate scenes, whether it was good or bad. But yeah, there was just the movie. The I think the best part of that movie was the opening um, games. Okay, yeah. Which, again, didn't make any sense for the movie at all, except to bring back those characters. Which I do believe it was more of a deal that they made with DC Comics and Warner where they're like, oh, we got to have the Amazons in the second movie. Right, right. So we have to put a cool scene in an opening like we had in the other one, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, did you listen to the podcast episode where I said that Wonder Woman is a reverse rapist? <laughs> I, you know, I, I did, and I can kind of agree with you on that in some points. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a reverse rapist in a physical sense as opposed to a mental sense. Yes. Yes. And I guess, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I have no idea where I'm going with this, but it's, it's hilarious it really is because for an industry like Hollywood to focus so much on diversity and so much on the Me Too movement and so much on the cancel culture and everything else, you would think that when you were making that movie or scene or whatever, no one came to Patty Jenkins where they're like, yeah, let's not do that. Right. You know, in this whole movement, we have this scene happening to where we now know that Steve's essence is in a random dude's body, but she can see him. I'm using air quotes, by the way, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that that she can see him as who he is. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't agree with that. But I'm not Hollywood. (laughs) You know, it it, it comes. It's funny because throughout this entire episode now, we've been talking about powerful female protagonists. Where we got Wanda, we got Brie Larson, we got Diana. Through everything that we've seen, and I understand these are two different companies. Marvel with DC doesn't matter. Hollywood is Hollywood. Right. Does this, as an outside perspective, does this make you look forward to Black Widow? Um, I think it's just the weight of Black Widow I'm waiting for. Um at this point, I'm kind of like, I almost don't care about the movie or the character because she's no longer going forward. Mm-hmm. So so why should we care? I would like to see what kind of movie they put together for her. I do like you know, Scarlett Johansson as an actress. Um, I do like the character. Is the character too much sometimes? Maybe, maybe. Um, but just the all the other band of characters that we have in that movie as well, I'm looking forward to. Am I really excited for it? Not as much as some of the other things coming out this year. Just because it's a year past when it was supposed to come out. Absolutely. I was hyped last year. 
Absolutely. And I feel like the more they postpone it, the more we're just not going to care anymore. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to hurt the viewership. It, we'll still watch it, but we're most likely going to forget about it. There's a lot of movies that they <laughs> kept postponing and postponing. And I'm just like, you know, I really don't care anymore. I'm, I'm like uninvested. I was one of the, you know, I saw, I saw Tenant. I love that movie and people hated it. I still haven't seen it. I see it and let's talk. Okay. Sure, we can do that. I, I'd love to get your take on that one. Okay. So, tenant, like, which who who's in that one again? Th that's the Christopher Nolan one. Um, it stars Robert Pattinson and John David Washington. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Yes. Was that released in theaters before it went on DVD? Um, or, or streaming service? Or it was. It was released for maybe a week, if that. It was. It was very short. Then they decided to release it on the streaming services. And that's when Christopher Nolan came out and said, this is crap. It was designed for the big screen. You know, let's not give it away for free. Let's, you know, let's make money on it. Do you agree with a lot of the films being released on HBO Max? Because they had a slate of like, what, 10, 15 films on HBO Max of this year, including Wonder Woman 1984 that just came out. Do you agree with all of them putting... Uh, them in on the streaming service or should they hold off for some movies to be on the uh, on the big screen that's a very interesting question since you know we've had pretty much no movie theaters for about a year now mm -hmm. um, all these movies have been filmed have been slated they're all pushed back um, I, I, I really believe that the whole movie watching experience needs to change and releasing movies on demand is a great way to do it would I have spent 30, 40 bucks a movie during, um, you know, the pandemic to watch some of these movies that have been pushed back? Yes. You know, so they would have made a lot more money off me than me going to the movie theater to watch it. Mm -hmm. The way in how I was taught, um, whenever something gets released on a streaming service and it's taken away from the global box office, Normally, what happens is the movie theaters that actually shows the movies gets a cut of the ticket prices whenever they're put out. So this, like you just said, this actually hurts theaters everywhere. But then there's the other sense where I'm thinking to myself, okay, if HBO Max, like thanks to this, thanks to this whole slating of movies that we're going to get, exactly. including – um, Godzilla, uh, Godzilla versus Kong, including including so many of. I think Tom and Jerry just came out. Yes, but a friend of mine saw it and he said, "Don't even bother." Oh, I I, I was like, "Could it be good? Could it be?" Now I'm gonna skip it. I mean, if I'm if I'm bored at well, night, then I'll probably watch it. And for a rainy Saturday afternoon, nothing else is on. Maybe, maybe, yes. Or if I'm just, you know, just occasionally having McDonald's or whatever, then I'll probably watch it. But we're we're now into this era where it's going to take a long time for anything to get back in theaters. Yes, we have the vaccines. And according to Biden and whoever that is like in charge of all of that, everybody should have access to the vaccines probably by the end of May, June, July, whatever summertime. That's kind that of what I've heard read. But that does not mean that everyone is going to take the vaccine. Let's be honest here. We're now in this predicament where 
if they were to open the movie theaters up tomorrow, let's say, let's say WandaVision episode nine is on the big screen now, for whatever reason, let's say they do that. How many people are actually going to go to the movie theater, put aside their fear, because now it's been instilled in us, the social distancing, there are a lot of anti-mask users and so on and so forth. It's a very delicate situation now because we have to gradually open things back up. I agree with certain businesses that they're opening up at 25%, at 50%, stadiums at 25% or whatever. I get that. That's fine. And maybe that should be the same thing for the movie theater too. My problem is, is the fact that if all these movies are on HBO Max and they want to co-release at the same time in theaters... It should not be in a situation where we can choose because we can choose. It's already available to us. Right. The point I'm trying to make is this. I'm going to give an example. Spider-Man 3, the MCU Spider-Man 3 is coming out in theaters. They specifically said it's coming out in theaters. Black Widow, we still have no idea what they're going to do. If it gets released on theaters only... How much are we going to be motivated to actually go to a theater to watch the movie when A, the protocol, the safety protocols may not be 100%. B, a lot of people may not have taken the vaccine, so so there's a chance that they could be carriers. C, the whole movie experience is fucked for everybody else because I don't know if you've been a part of this or if you've experienced this. You go to a movie theater and there are people that make noise flashlights, smoke a reefer or weed or whatever the hell they're doing, having sex in the back, um, all the common stuff that happens in movie theaters. And I guess from a personal perspective, I guess I'm just not thrilled in going back anymore. Well, it's not that. It's, it's you go to movie theater, how are they going to, are they going to rope off rows, columns to only fill it 25% of the max? How can they ensure people aren't going to change seats when the, movie comes on pull their masks off when the movie comes on you get one person who coughs or sneezes in a movie it's gonna gonna be mass panic people are gonna freak out right you know i have been personally sneezed on in a movie years ago i'm like this is just completely gross someone sneezed on you yeah it was towards the end of a movie they sneezed all over my arm and sleeve and i'm just like this is gross Tell me you punched him in the face. <laughs> um, I what was it, well, guy or guy or girl? I I couldn't tell. It was behind me. It was we were. I was sitting oh. there, I was sitting in a row. They sneezed. I'm just like son of a bitch, man. This is disgusting. So of course, yeah. Towards the end of the movie, way till it finished, I went to the bathroom. Just pretty much washed off, sterilized my entire arm. So yeah, if you do that nowadays, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. To me, I it would have been nice if movie theaters would have kind of change their game plan so to speak you've got a couple companies now who own a lot of the theaters regal for example mm-hmm. they could have gone to a digital distribution model for movies you know and on demand they could have made some uh deal with studios they could have talked those into where i would go to regal.com or whatever i would buy a virtual ticket for that virtual movie to watch it online to watch it on demand mm-hmm. it just gives another way to, to have an on-demand um, platform Hmm. Where do you think they're going to go from here in terms of the movie theater business? 
it's a tough call because I'm one who would go to movies weekly. Um, to to not, you know to not going. Um, it's it's going to be a while yet before people feel comfortable going into movie theaters. Like you said, I I feel at least another year before the theaters might be back to opening up, being being operationally and maybe being profitable. Gotcha. I don't think where I am, theaters are opening up for a while yet. Where do you live? Uh, in Virginia. Oh, oh, damn! You're way far. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the city. I'm in New York. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm in New York, so you can imagine that if the movie theater businesses open up, New York is not going to open up anytime soon. New York is a ghost town now. Wow, it's a ghost town. There are so many people that left New York. And I've really? been trying to persuade my girlfriend for us to be like, babe, you want a house? Let's leave. Because she has this indication where she really wants to get a house in New York. And I'm like, that's not going to happen. That is wow. not going to happen. Wow. So I, I, I think on average, I think like maybe half a million people, around half a million people left New York ever since the pandemic started. Wow. Like if you were to go down to a busy street – it's not it's not going to seem busy anymore. New York will never be the same again. And that's sad. It really is. It is. So, when it comes to the movie theater business, places like New York, LA, San Antonio, um you can make it you can name any other big city. The movie theater business has to rely on those big cities in order to make their profit because of their ticket sales and the global box office. Right. And if those cities are still not at 100%, would that postpone the opening of movie theaters everywhere? So there's also that perspective. And it goes back to what we were saying about movies being interested, uh, interested in, you know, inserted and released on HBO Max and Disney Plus and Hulu and Netflix and all these other programs and platforms. I understand the viewing experience will never be the same, but I guess we have no choice but to adapt to it and it, it doesn't enjoy bother it the me. best we can. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, it doesn't bother me. If I could, if I could stay home, watch it with, with nobody screaming, there's no crying kids. There's no people talking, nobody on their cell phones. Um, I find that to be just as enjoyable. Do I miss the movie going experience? Mm, maybe. A little mm -hmm. bit, but I, but I can enjoy it at home. That that's what we have big screen TVs and surround sound at home nowadays. You know? Believe it or believe it or not, I actually went to the movie theater to watch. What was that movie? What was that movie that was postponed and we had such high praise, and then it was downright shit. The New Mutants. Oh my gosh! I didn't even get it. I just read all the crap reviews. I'm like, I'm gonna skip that, please. Um, I, I actually watched it in the theater and the theater opened up till about 10, 20%. So there was okay. no one around me, which was good. So there was no, there was no noise. There was no flashlights. There was nothing like that. So I appreciated cause I had to go all the way up to Connecticut in order to watch it. Wow. So I went there and I watched it and I'm like, I spent 20 bucks for this. Oh man. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Like it's 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 another movie that in a way did not know what it wanted to be. 
Gotcha. Did it want to be horror? Did it want to be action? Did it want to be romance? Oh, it's everything combined. Well, I'm didn't like, they like oh, cool. refilm half the movie in in post? So there are so many there are so, so many, many problems. Yeah, like the news is never consistent. The news articles are never consistent when it comes to this particular film. They wanted to rework everything. They wanted to refilm and reshoot half of the movie right so it turns out that they were in the process but then they decided at last minute that they didn't so then they reshooted a couple of scenes gotcha and it turns out that it was not what they wanted for some weird reason this movie when it was postponed well obviously because of the pandemic i couldn't blame that but it was postponed like three or four times there was a lot of disagreements that was going on behind the scenes. And remember, it was around the time that Fox was going out of business because they were getting bought, not out of business, they were getting bought out by Disney. Yep. And it was essentially one of their last movies, aside from X-Men Dark Phoenix, which is a shit show. <laughs> oh, I my God. hated that one, too. Like, it, it's almost as if they didn't care. And by they, I'm meaning the directors and the writers. Yes. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but when you make a franchise or when you know someone that has made a fan, a franchise and when it comes to films, whether it's three films, five films, 10 films, whatever, Fast and Furious, for example, Jesus Christ, how many films do we have in that? You know, Underworld, like I said earlier, Resident Evil and all these other films. For some weird reason, when it comes to the last couple of films, the interest dies down and we feel it right away. And I kind of feel like that's going to continue until something else changes. And coming back to Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 1984, Patty Jenkins co-wrote that film. And it shows. Because, oh. well, hold on. For the first Wonder Woman, it was Patty Jenkins that was the director, right? Yes. Okay, who co-wrote that film? Was it Zack Snyder or was it someone else? I believe it was Zack Snyder. He, he, I believe he had a hand in it, yes. He, he had a strong hand in it, okay. But there were no memorable scenes in that film in Wonder Woman 1984 that could even compare to the first one. No. They so, pulled an Iron Man 2. Yes, so it goes back, and I know I'm jumping around here a little bit, but it goes back to what I was saying that we're now getting into the, uh, to an era where great filmmakers, Martin Scorsese and Steven, uh, I was about to say Steven Wonderboy Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of MMA. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Stephen King. Oh, my goodness. I apologize. Wonderboy is no Stephen King. I'll tell you that. Um all these great filmmakers from back in the day, we're not getting a lot of that now, especially no. when it comes to one of the biggest genres, which is comic book and superhero films, action movies, horror movies, and things like that. And it's like, what the hell happened? I mean, the guys that seem to have, have nailed it really are, are Joe and Anthony Russo. That's true. Out of the four movies that they did for Marvel, they nailed every one, mm -hmm. which was fantastic. 
I know I'm talking like like Yo. I'm an expert in this in this situation. I am not. I'm I'm a fan like you, like everybody oh, else. Exactly. You know, and and as fans, we find the directors that we like. You know, um, I happen I personally like Zack Snyder movies. I think they're great. I'm looking forward to Justice League. I'm looking forward to Army of the Dead. Why? Because Army of the Dead might just be a fun zombie heist movie. That's all. That's all I want. With Batista. Exactly. I remember WWE. Oh, those were the days. Those were the days. Um, to end, to end, I, I know we're c- coming close to an hour already. Jesus. Wow. Um, yeah, time flies, right? Um, to end on this, how pumped are you for Justice League, the Snyder Cut? I am very much looking forward to seeing the the vision that he has, the four-hour epic movie, um, just to see how it can be different. Because I did feel that the one that was released did have many different flavors to the movie. It tried to be a comedy. It tried to be dark. It tried to be this. tried to be that. It just wasn't a whole movie in itself. It had too many voices in it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing one man's vision. Mm-hmm. Because it's... It's like going back to the comic books itself. If you, have a, if you have a new writer come on board, the Frank Millers, you know, it's, it's their take on the characters. So I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing Zack Snyder's take on these characters. Mm-hmm. Do you believe Ray Fisher? Wow. I, I know I just opened up another can of worms. I don't you, care. You, it's, a, it's a controversial podcast. It you, doesn't you, matter. You, you did. You did. Um. Tom Aglio, a, 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 a good friend of mine, good friend of ours, great voice actor. He made me open my eyes a little bit that I have to side a little bit more with the person if they're being harassed or ridiculed in any way by the machine known as Hollywood. Yes. And I understand that. But, but there has to be some kind of sense where I'm thinking to myself, if you've been going through all these problems, why now? Exactly. That's the whole thing. Why now? Why is everybody now coming out with, with Joss Whedon, with Charisma Carpenter coming out and people coming out now? Mm-hmm. You know, um, do I believe him? There, there might be some sort of truth. Did he approach it the right way, go into social media? No. No. I, I think that may have hurt his career more, unfortunately. Um, you know, I heard somebody say it. They're like, okay, you've, you've got Joss Whedon, for an example. He may have done some not nice things, but look at the things he's created. How many memorable, how many iconic roles has he created? Mm-hmm. You know, so you can't take that away from the guy. Did he, you know, did he do some bad things? We don't know. It's a he said, he said, she said situation. Yeah. How much of that should be on the expense of the people, you know, working on the films? You know, like it, it, it comes to the point in terms of a working environment. And we as voice actors, we pretty much experience this a lot where when we have a role, or we're working for something and for some odd reason, the director or whoever it is, is giving a shit about it. They underpay us or they want nothing to do with us anymore. 
and I know some people like this is few and far in between. I get it, but I don't like, it's like you said, and I think you brought something very, very interesting where you said he went about it the wrong way. And I think it has a lot to do with this woke culture that we're currently in right now, this cancel culture bullshit that we're going in right now. Um, I forgot his name. I forgot his last name. But shout out to Chris. Um, one of our another another of our few uh, stumbling upon my words. Another of our mutual friends on Twitter, and he brought up a very interesting point where, when it comes to the cancel culture, and I'm gonna go back on the radio show to talk about this in a couple of weeks. So that's gonna be fun. Awesome. When it comes to the cancel culture, there's no middle ground here, because there are there are the people that I've been strongly affected by this, which I do not disagree with. There are people that have been traumatized and there are people that have been treated like utmost shit because of the machine or because of corporate stuff and because of everything else. And yet there are ones that would look at them and be like, yo, the past is past. Stop being snowflakes, grow a set of balls and move on. Right. And on a personal take, I'm falling into that category a little bit because, once again, why now? Three years ago, the movie came out. Why say something about it now? Exactly. Did did the investigation really take that long to even do? Or did it persuade you or motivate you to say something because we're in the woke culture era? And what are you looking to gain from this? His career is done. Yes. And if it's not done, it's going to be postponed for a while. I mean, he didn't have much to begin with. You know, he was just starting out. Yeah. So it's 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 crazy how how people they they if something you know is not right now, you know they they, they wait instead of you know, instead of taking action right now. What action taken? It may have they may have been just hey, just shut up and keep going, keep going. I'm curious to see how big his role is in the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's supposed to be greatly improved. So we'll see. We'll see how how big of a role it, it turned out to be, and if any of his actions affected what was in the Snyder Cut. Now, yeah, you're absolutely right. Time will tell. Time will tell, and. You know, it's like anything else. When the investigation is concluded, is it concluded or is it still going on? Oh my gosh! Um, I, even I don't know. I, I I I don't know. Every now and then, I'll see something else pop up about it on the radar. I'm like, if this is still going on, it should be over. I know a lot of people actually came to me. They were like, well, uh, uh, Ray Fisher had someone as an investigator and and, and they told the truth. So suck on that Garcia or suck on that bitches. And I'm like, yeah, until you show me 100% proof that that was the investigator and not some kind of cheap carbon copy of a guy to read a script. Right. I'm still going to be skeptical. And like I said, like I said, if there was shady shit going on behind the scenes, I get it. You have every right to say whatever you want. You have every right to speak up and you should go against people that treat you like shit because there should be more people that would co- that should come forward because of it. However, if you go about it at a certain way where it makes you feel more like a pestering victim 
right. as opposed to someone that has been traumatized, that has been greatly affected, that has been, you know, really, really, really had their shit broken because of everything going on, then I'll follow you. Right. I mean, the whole Gina Carano thing, for example. I was skeptical at first. I really was. And it was a misconception and a misinterpretation of all the tweets that she even wrote on her feed or whatever. And then I listened to the interview that she had with Ben Shapiro. It is heartbreaking what this woman has been through. So maybe, and this is probably my way of justifying it. Maybe if Ray Fisher went about it the same way, it could get people to be more on his side. But it's pretty clear that he doesn't give a fuck what anybody else thinks. Nope. It's pretty clear on that. And he's going to be the guy that is going to stand up to what he believes in because he just lost his job because of it. There is something to admire about that. There really is. I don't know. I guess I would just hold it differently if it was in my perspective. I, I mean, I, again, if, you, if you're... Well, there's, there's been, you know, things happening on movie sets all the time. And some people, some actors, actresses stand up right then and there and actions taken care of. Again, what was so different here, we'll probably never know. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but yes, he, he is, he, you know, he, he did take the wrong way of, about it. More of like a, I'm a victim or, you know, pestering, pestering, poking the badger, poking the badger to where Gina Carano did. You know, she was getting harassed online. She stood up for herself. Yeah. I like Gina Carano. I really do. I do too. I do too. You know, did she get all the, all the bad rap? You know, is her character going to be missed off the Mandalorian? You know, what's funny. I've never, I am not a star Wars guy. So I'm not either. I have not seen the Mandalorian. My dad loves it. I, I don't get it. I watch it because it's something new. So, so yay. Um, I I think it's great that they pulled in another uh, MCU, another Marvel person into the Mandalorian universe, as in Ming-Na Wen. She's Mm -hmm. fantastic. Mm -hmm. And there was a Boba Fett series coming out this fall. Okay. That's going to be interesting. So a lot of good things coming up. Yes. Um, To close on this, we got March coming up. Well, we are in March. We got... The season finale tomorrow. We got Godzilla versus Kong. We got the Snyder Cut, the Justice League Snyder Cut, and of course the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's gonna be a great month. It is, and I'm gonna be busy as hell because I'm still moving stuff from my old apartment to the new one, and I am not looking forward to it at all. I really oh man, I I not a good time to move. Just you know, weather wise, I don't know how bad how cold it is up where you are but yeah it's but it's all going to be good you're gonna have a new a new studio set up yes. in your place so it's, it's gonna be fantastic absolutely well kev we reached the end of the episode it's been an hour long and i can't thank you enough for being a guest on that, outside thank you for comics, inviting me outside the comics volume two podcast you are welcome anytime we can talk more about this we can go all about this for hours upon hours maybe maybe i can do that like maybe once a month just have like a two two hour show like joe rogan that'd be interesting (laughs) that'd be very interesting we'll see we'll see how much retention rate it has against somebody um to close this out once again thank you so much and uh we'll talk more about this later on and 
to all the listeners out there, tune in, WandaVision, episode nine. Try not to cry too much because I know I will. I know I will. They can still get the heartstrings, man. I know it, it's gonna be it, 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 it's gonna be a tough one. If it's anything like the end of Endgame, man, it'll pull me to tears every time. Your wife, um, is your wife a big comic book fanatic like you? Um, she she, she enjoys all the Marvel movies. Believe it or not, she she she's like, who doesn't like superheroes? This is great. My girlfriend but, doesn't get it. Um, you know, she'll sit and watch them with me. So if if, if I want to get her to sit and watch a movie, if I put on a, a Marvel movie, she'll sit down and watch it. So that's. That's good. I'm okay. That's okay in my book, man. Okay. All right. Well, got another comic book fanatic. And at the end of the show, we give the show. Well, we were supposed to do it at the beginning, but eh, fuck it. We're going to do it towards the end. Shout out to your wife. Shout out to your wife. Shout out to your family. I hope everyone is doing well and have fun watching the season finale tomorrow. You too. We will catch up and we'll talk about it afterwards. Maybe Saturday. You got it. Okay, man. Have a good one. You too. Till next time, peace out. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was our episode of the podcast. I do apologize that we kept on jumping around back and forth, but we were just so passionate in terms of what we were speaking about. And I understand that there were a lot of moments and points where I just, like I said earlier, beating up a dead horse to a bloody pulp and talking about Captain Marvel and Ray Fisher and so on and so forth. But like I said earlier, I really wanted to get another person's perspective on everything, whether it's controversial or not. And I think we hit it off very well. This actually has done, and well, what is the old saying? This is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> we are way over an hour. Holy crap. Gotta end this soon. WandaVision, the season finale is tomorrow on Friday, and I believe we will have another guest, I believe on Monday. Yes, we will have another guest. I'm not going to spoil who it is in case for any reason, you know, they have to drop out or, you know, something comes about, but I am hoping to get another guest where we will talk about the season finale and everything of what we felt from the beginning all the way till now. So it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very different from today's episode, but I can't wait to do it. Now, like anything else, have fun, have a great weekend, enjoy WandaVision, the season finale. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, if you want to be on the podcast as well, hit me up, Voice of Garcia on Twitter or Instagram, and check out my new website, voiceofgarcia.com. I offer services for voiceover, so whatever you need, whether it's promos, commercials, e-learning, corporate, fucking podcast, trailers, anything you need, I am there. Just hit me up or look at the look at the website. It's about 99.9% complete. You know, giving a little bit of a red and black feel, you know, like Spider-Man, Miles Morales type of thing. And that is the end of it. Now Like always, let's go into our superhero quote of the day. And this one I want to give from Wanda herself, the Scarlet Witch. Art is not what I create. What I create is chaos. And my reaction to that is this. Tomorrow, it's going to be a hell of an epic finale. And I can't wait till chaos roams everything. Because like I said earlier, she is OP broken. Can't get any better than that.
tune in on Monday for the special episode on our reflection on the entire WandaVision show and other stuff to look forward to and all the other hilarious happenings in the world, comic book movies, shows, games, or whatever the case may be. And always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it. Stay safe. Till next time. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.